This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Manny Bazunas. Pain relief is the theme on this edition of Vancouver Consumer. There was some relief if you rent an apartment in Vancouver. Average rent for a one-bedroom apartment in the city proper fell more than 6% this month compared to last August. Still, a one-bedroom will cost you more than $2,000 a month. The virus has changed the rental landscape. More people moving to the suburbs, no commuting, work from home. But it comes with a cost, with rents rising in Burnaby and Abbotsford especially high. If you have a mortgage or looking for a mortgage, Mortgage rates continue to fall. Just this week, the Bank of Canada chopped its qualifying rate for the mortgage stress test. The five-year mortgage is now the most popular in Canada, with HSBC offering a five-year fixed at 1.89%. Following Dr. Henry's mantra, it's safer outside, businesses booming at golf courses and outdoor stores were sleeping bags, tents, hiking gear, flying off the shelves. For the hardcore, still like going to the gym, pandemic fear has gym owners fighting to stay afloat. Many have put memberships on hold, which has meant a 20% decline in sales. The unforeseen consequences of the pandemic have been far-reaching and devastating, but this one is particularly surprising. In a recent article published in the Journal of Pediatrics, emergency rooms are seeing nearly three times as many dog bites. It's not unusual the number of dog bites increasing in spring and summer. However, according to one eMERGE doctor, this year it's been nothing short of startling. Doctors suggest there could be several causes. More people at home due to remote working or lost jobs. Sheltering in place may have led to increased child-dog exposure. And the dogs may be picking up on the stress their humans are feeling. Doctors suggest you not allow your human stresses to affect the level of supervision of both your children and your dog. And now for some uh, breaking news. The hottest calendar in Vancouver will have a new look this year. Now in its blistering 34th year, the firefighters calendar, which has featured male firefighters in various states of undress for charity. This year, for the first time, will include female firefighters from the Vancouver Fire Department. Seven men, seven women, scheduled release date. October. It's an old friend of the show, Dr. Ron Zokel, joining us in this segment. Dr. Ron Zokel, BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center, located on West Broadway, bcperio.ca, bcperio.ca. Ron, how are you doing? Hey, great, Manny. Good to be back with you again. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the protocols and procedures uh, with regard to COVID. Uh, Dental offices have been open for a couple of months now. Uh, How has it been? Well, we're, we're getting close to normal, actually. Uh, I think it's going to be a while before it hits where it was, let's say, a year ago. But uh, we're moving in the right direction. And I think we're going through this with cautious consideration to making sure that patients are safe. And, and also the practitioners in our offices are also safe. But uh, we're moving in the right direction, and very nicely, I might add. So you feel that the patient, the end user, is feeling comfortable? I mean, practices are up and running. Are are, are people booking as, as they were before the pandemic hit? Close. Uh, I think there's going to be a, a number of people who are so fearful of what might happen that it's going to take an awful lot more comfort and confidence 
in the system where they will actually schedule their appointments and such. But a great many of the uh, the people who require dental service or have elective dental services are coming back and being treated quite effectively. The World Health Organization, Ron, recently put out a warning to keep elective dental surgeries at bay for a while, and I'm, I'm wondering uh, why they would issue that, and does it apply to uh, British Columbia dentists? Well, this is a, a great consternation here. What happens when, when a World Health Organization puts out a, a document like that and blankets everybody, they are basing it on statistics created in different parts of the world, sometimes the worst-case scenarios, but they apply it generally to everybody, and that is unreasonable. There are pockets of people, be it in Canada, the U.S., which have great problems with COVID-19, others which have barely seen a case at all. And to recommend to people who live in an area where COVID-19, there are no cases of COVID-19, it's ridiculous to ask them to step down and, uh, and not carry on with their normal lives. Their risk levels are so impossibly low that it's, it's rather foolish. Now, the BC Dental Association put out a response to this, basically saying the same thing. The conditions in British Columbia are far different from the from the data sources that gave rise to the recommendations by the World Health Organization. Accordingly, it's unreasonable to put our patients and our population um, in recommendations where they don't do elective procedures or carry on with their norm, lives as normally as possible uh, because our numbers are so darn low. We still have to be cognizant of the risk and take good care, but we have the opportunity to move forward towards a sense of normality, if you will, uh, because we are treating it well. We just have to be intelligent about managing the conditions and the virus and the risk levels. Dr. Ron Zokel joining us on this edition of Vancouver Consumer here at CKNW. I'm Manny Bazunas. Dr. Zokel's with BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center located on West Broadway, bcperio.ca. Uh, direct phone number 604-872-0222. Uh, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, Ron, I was looking at a recent uh, survey done, and oh my goodness, I, <laughs> you know, as the resident hypochondriac here at the radio station. Uh, I am uh, on a personal basis with dentists, implantologists, physiotherapists, my family doctor. You name the medical professional, I'm on a first-name basis. And so when I read read this survey that the majority of Canadians are simply not looking after their dental health, it, it, it surprises me. Yeah, that's so unfortunately true. I think the average person uh, is often not being as diligent in their oral hygiene as we would ideally like to see. And it's interesting to note that there are more and more people who do very, very well. I see patients from time to time that are in their 90s where their dental health appears like somebody who's in their 20s or 30s. And it's lovely to see that. And when you correlate the medical evidence that says that dental disease, periodontal disease particularly, has such a strong correlation with heart attacks and strokes. Uh, we just got to educate our, our public just a little bit better. I recently had a, a gentleman come in to the office for a dental implant service, and I noticed he had a lot of plaque and some redness around the gums, and and he was actually in his uh, he was actually in his early 30s. And uh, you know, I said to him, I said, you know something? 
I said, we can put a dental implant. That's not the issue. We can easily repair your problem that you see here. But I want to talk to you about the long-term and your long-term health and stability. And you, I want you to understand the, how important it is to do this. And you're at a young age where, where it's relatively straightforward to redevelop those habits and build those skills and taking care. And I said, it's going to save you massive amounts of money and disease control for down in the future. I said, boy, I said, you got a great opportunity to keep stable for the rest of your life and do yourself a big favor in terms of long-term health, not just dental health, but systemic health as well. Well, you had mentioned that key word that your mouth is really the portal in which uh, bacteria enters. Yes, and medical journals came out a couple of years ago and identified a direct correlation between uh, bacteria that come from uh, periodontal disease and uh, have a direct influence in establishing heart attacks and strokes. Uh, we off, we knew and assumed that that would likely be the case for a lot of years, but the medical evidence came, came to uh, the surface just a couple of years ago and to validate exactly what we had thought was the case. Well, it's one thing for uh, dentists to understand this, and, and hypochondriacs like myself who read constantly about this kind of stuff, but how do you get the general populace uh, to understand how important oral health is in this particular survey, which just came out? Uh, three out of ten Canadians say they brush their teeth once a day or less. Uh, it, it happens that way, and and I think part of it is the is the teachings at an early age, and it's so easy to avoid something that doesn't hurt you. And dental disease is insidious; it takes a while to get developed. And when you develop the habit of not cleaning your teeth, which is so easy to do compared to cleaning your teeth regularly, uh, you can fall into that unfortunate condition where you just the habit is to clean your teeth once a day. Um, we know, interestingly enough, that if you clean your teeth once a day incredibly well, you're going to be fine. But it's the incredibly well factor that's important, and too often we miss areas in our hygiene, and it's that kind of a problem that uh, gives us some issues. So we uh, uh, we actually try to help our younger patients still these these uh, I said confidences, if you will, to start hygiene. Uh, skills really early in their age. Well, I, I guess it's a classic case of uh, pay me a little bit now or pay me a lot more later. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If you remember the Fran Filterman commercial many, many, many years ago, and so he said that pay me now or pay me later, much more later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Uh, it's a lot easier to brush your teeth uh, than to undergo uh, an implant uh, that became necessary because of poor uh, dental health. What did you tell me the last time you were on a couple of months ago, Ron? Uh, brush three times, floss once a day. I, I think that's a pretty good routine. If you can do that, if somebody, what I've found myself is if somebody actually picks up the floss to clean their teeth, they're, they're probably brushing pretty decently. Uh, so that's a, that's a good indicator. So if you get into the routine of cleaning your teeth with a toothbrush once a day and flossing, or excuse me, a toothbrush three times a day and flossing once a day, you're way better than average. Well, you're well, talking. Well, you're talking yeah. to a guy, uh, Ron, that has about 14 different types of toothpaste. I've got Crest, Colgate, <laughs> uh, Arm and Hammer. I got whitening. I got uh, enamel growing. I got all kind. <laughs> I've got more toothpaste than the London drug section could possibly uh, supply. Is there um, not only a way to brush your teeth because uh, you can brush the wrong way, uh, but are there toothpaste that are particularly harmful for you? 
Well, there can be. And when it comes to brushing, technique is everything. Now, we take a look at studies that what is one of the most effective ways to keep your teeth clean is to use water. As opposed, to, yeah, as opposed water. to a toothpaste, yeah. As opposed to a toothpaste. Now, toothpaste freshens the breath. It can provide a fluoride component to it. It can do an awful lot of little things here. It certainly makes you taste in your mouth feel better than if you just brush with water. But interestingly enough, if you're trying to keep the wolf away from the door and you don't want to spend the money, you can just use water to clean your teeth. One of the reasons that I think people have... Uh, resisted possibly, according to this study, going to a dentist on a regular basis is what they perceive to be the high cost. And unless you're on some sort of a dental plan, you know, the, the costs can be uh, racked up. But you mentioned something to me before we came in today, Ron, that it's uh, even if you have to pay out of pocket, it is it can be part of your tax write-off. So you do gain something back there. No, that's true. And uh, you're right that cost of dentistry is significantly high. And that's one of the problems. It's a problem for insurance companies because they have trouble making a profit for dental uh, services and things like that. And, and, and yes, when you talk about expensive items like dental implants and such, the costs are high. The best return you can often get if you don't have some type of a good payment plan is to get a tax benefit. And you need to speak to your accountant because it's so related to your tax bracket as to how much you can you can claim in terms of your dental services as it's claimed under your medical component of your tax return. Dr. Ron Zokel joining us on this edition of Vancouver Consumer at CKNW. Dr. Zokel with BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center located on West Broadway. bcperio.ca, direct line number 604-872-0222. When I call it a, a health and implant center, uh, they've got everything under one roof. Is there any type of a dental procedure that you do not handle at your place, Ron? Sure, <laughs> there are, because this is a specialty clinic associated with uh, prosthodontics and periodontics predominantly, and certain degrees of oral surgery. Uh, but we don't do root canals. Uh, we have a limited uh, services in terms of basic fillings and things, but uh, what we do provide is periodontal services and advanced restorative services, crown and bridge, and so on and so forth. So we've got a lot of periodontists and prosthodontists in our group. We're going to talk about some of those procedures in the next segment with uh, Dr. Ron Zokel. Uh, Ron, you have mentioned over the years that we've uh, talked uh, together about how oral health and a great smile, it's just so confidence building. I don't know how many people I know who cover their mouth when they talk. And I think it's because they're not confident of their smile. I think that's true. And what we find is that people develop habits to hide the things they're very self-conscious about and their perception of how people see them. So if they have bad-looking teeth or crooked or what have you, they'll do what they can. They'll stop smiling as much as they do. They'll put their hand up. The problem with putting your hand up is you draw attention to that area that you're trying to cover. And whoever you're speaking to, they're going to say, wonder why they're covering their mouth up. Well, then they start looking for the problems. So it actually doesn't make the problem any better to do that. When we actually help people out and we actually rebuild those teeth so they do have a beautiful smile and such, is it changes them massively. Uh, their socioeconomic conditions are, are influenced greatly. Friendships, their self-confidence, which pertains to not only social activities, but business activities as well. So there's a large impact 
respond to them socially and, and financially and when their smile is exactly pretty good. Oh my gosh, when I think back at that story you told me of uh, someone you know who uh, the last straw was they were at a social function and uh, I think they were eating soup and I th- was it the dentures fell into the soup? Uh, in front of people at the table, and that was the last straw. Well, I'm not laughing at it, but, you know, when you think of that scenario, it's something out of a B-movie, right? But that was enough. That was, you know, that was the aha moment. I got to go see uh, Dr. Zokel or uh, someone to get this fixed. That's just way over the line. Dr. Ron Zokel is going to join us in the next segment as well, because they've got some really interesting procedures that really, I think, will help you in terms of your overall health, your confidence level, your smile, just making sure that everything is going well. Uh, with the Pearly Whites. Dr. Ron Zokel, BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center on West Broadway, bcperio.ca, bcperio.ca, direct line number 604 872 You are listening to Vancouver Consumer. Dr. Ron Zokel, BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center on West Broadway, bcperio.ca. Or direct line number to Dr. Zokel, 872 Triple two. During the break, uh, Ron, you were telling me about um, one of the motivations uh, a woman had for coming in. And uh, <laughs> again, I'm laughing, not because of the situation, but be- the way I, you know, I'm picturing it in my mind how this could happen. But it was enough for this grandmother to come in and see you. Oh, gosh. Yes. Yeah. And, and it was, I'll, I'll relay that again. It's, um, this is a gal in her mid 50s who came in to see me and she, uh, she had her, her smile was pretty, not that favorable to be kind to her. Um, and I asked her why she was coming in. I think I knew the answer, but what she explained was even more interesting. She says, well, a couple of weeks ago, my granddaughter was visiting me. She's five years old and she's on my knee and we're talking and chatting. And, and, uh, she says, granny, why are your teeth so brown? And, and the devastation that this person felt to have her granddaughter have a sense of, of how her teeth look caused her to phone the dental office immediately to see if there's something she could do about her appearance. Um, and we might find it a little bit on the humorous side, but the truth was that she was absolutely devastated to have her granddaughter recognize that problem. Uh, devastated, maybe. Thankful, for sure. Uh, that the granddaughter pointed that out, because when she left your office, of course, Granny had a brand new smile. Yeah, and 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 the children say things that other people think. They're not inhibited like many of us adults. <laughs> yeah, they don't have the filter that most of us wish we had. <laughs> Doctor Ron Zokel, BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center on West Broadway, eight seven two zero triple two eight seven two zero triple two. Can check out all the procedures available at BC Perio, bcperio.ca, bcperio.ca. Let's talk about some of those procedures, Ron, including. Um, including the four implants that you can do in one day, all in four uh, procedures. Oh, yes, the all in four. It's, this is this pertains to people who either have to lose all their teeth on an upper or lower or both jaws or have been indentures for anywhere from a few months to decades. And it's the ability to have solid teeth once again. So for these people, all in four refers to the concept of having four uh, four, five, or six implants placed in, and a complete set of teeth built onto those four implants. And, and for our 
purposes in our office, that gets done in one day. In other words, if you've got really, really bad teeth, they're hurting, they're in pain, you've got disease, we'll go in, we'll take out all the teeth, we'll take out all the disease, we'll put in the four implants and give you a complete set of fixed, solid teeth all in the same day. Well, that's incredible. You go in at, you know, early in the morning, you come out at lunch and you, you, you can chew. <laughs> Well, it's true, and yeah. and some people it, it literally changes their life. And sometimes the the people who come in, their teeth are so deteriorated, their their smile is in poor shape, uh, but they're also diseased, which they might be aware of to some degree because they may have pain or others. The point is, when they come out of there, they're going to be free of that disease, and they'll have dental implants in, and the teeth they walk out with will look beautiful and be solid. Dr. Ron Zokel at BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center on West Broadway, bcperio.ca, direct line number 8720222. You are listening to Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Manny Bazunas. Uh, here is one of the reviews from one of your patients uh, from, uh, oh, several months ago. The staff and doctors at BC Perio are exceptional, very pleased with the dental work and the education I was given. The dental assistant that was helping was very professional and empathetic as she could sense the major anxiety I had in the chair and made sure to ease my worries away. Uh, Ron, you've seen thousands of patients. Anxiety has got to be one of the main reasons people do not seek out uh, dental help. You're so right, Manny. Uh, And to be aware of it is a key factor. And I think, I'm thinking that most dentists that are trained today are, are basically trained with that concept in mind. When somebody comes in and they have a tooth problem, we're not just treating a tooth, but we're treating a human being with with their own anxieties and issues and concerns. And it's important that we keep in mind that, that the people who we care for, we would like to have them develop a confidence that we're going to really take care of them psychologically as well as from the dental health perspective. Well, I was leafing through uh, one of the major publications put out by a dental association, and they had surveyed a bunch of dentists across the country. The majority said they were going to invest this year in, you know, some of the new technologies. I know you've been at the forefront and pioneered a lot of the technologies that go into dentistry today. And I think to alleviate the fears on the part of the patient is these technologies have basically made a visit to the dentist's office painless. I think there's some truth to that, and uh, what we what we found that that the the development of digital technologies has affected the dental practice for so long right now that um, that the growth in the services that we're able to provide is massive. It's massive because we can provide a higher quality. We can do it more conveniently with less invasiveness to the patient as well. Uh, so this has massive benefits. Uh, be it in radiology and taking x-rays or developing a digital denture or taking impressions, for example, on dental implants. Often we can do that with putting all that putty and goop in the mouth and just do it digitally. That's that's a great, great growth in our field. Yeah, we often refer to it uh, on this side of the chair as a little GPS system going into your mouth to make sure that (laughs) the doctor's ocals of the world put it on the right peg. (laughs) Uh, We have talked about missing teeth, uh, Ron. Uh, There there are a lot of people who say, well, you know, I can chew all right. You know, I'm missing my back tooth, but I'm so used to eating without that tooth. Like, why bother? Well, 
there are some long-term repercussions to having a missing tooth. They're, they're there for a reason. Well, they are, and, and you develop into a crossroad position when you have to lose a single tooth in your mouth. And the important thing to keep in mind is your teeth are in place and they are in balance with each other, both in function and adjacent teeth. When you remove one tooth, you start another action going, and that is migration of teeth. And that is very, very damaging to the teeth because they don't migrate in ways that are beneficial. When they move and change their point, you have areas of heavy contact, premature contact, and these forces will eventually kill those teeth. So the loss of one tooth is a slippery slope into the loss of many, many more teeth. And the more you have them, the more problematic it is and more difficult and more expensive it is to repair. Would uh, the onset of gum disease be the start of the problems? I think it is for a lot of people. And you can have a traumatic injury to a tooth where it has to be lost. Uh, but a lot of cases, gum disease is a start. And gum disease doesn't necessarily isolate itself to one tooth or it will from time to time, but more frequently you get a general disease state of the mouth. And now you've got many, many teeth that, that uh, might be subject to deterioration because of gum disease. And gum disease, as it gets into its more advanced conditions, causes bone loss. And when you have multiple areas of bone loss, now you have a, a dentition which is starting to becoming very weakened, and now uh, the recovery may be problematic, and you might be getting into an awful lot more uh, risky type of treatment that doesn't have great outcomes where the prognosis is not so good until you start getting into complete removal and placement of dental implants. So, again, that's a slippery slope that people don't have to get into if they take care of their teeth properly. Are there people who have the DNA that, you know, they're more prone to gum disease? Sure. Uh, there is a, a certain genetic capability, the DNA, if you wish, uh, that will might predispose one person to more gum disease than another. But in the most part, the huge majority of those type of situations can be uh, set aside just by proper dental hygiene. And, and uh, if you're able to take care of your teeth anywhere close to what we recommend, those other issues that might predispose a person to the disease will be under control. Well, uh, again, there's no reason um, with all of the technologies uh, now employed at BC Perio that, you know, a problem cannot be diagnosed. Uh, is there, are we so far advanced with the technology in your office, uh, Ron, that, that you're, it's not probable, but is it possible to miss a problem? Always. Gosh, you know, uh, we do everything we can to make sure that doesn't happen. Uh, for example, when our patients come in, we do uh, a cone beam uh, CT scan computer tomographic scan. So we have a 3D image of the bone structure. We do a clinical exam. And, and interestingly enough, it's our, been our philosophy since the start of BC Perio that we don't charge for this. And when we, when we do these things, these procedures that are four to somewhere between four and five hundred dollars, in other locations, we charge nothing to do that because we don't want anything to interfere with us getting as much information as we possibly can so we can help the patient understand the nature of their condition and help assist them in developing a game plan to move towards a higher level of dental health. Yeah, that, that was news to me that dentists such as yourself over at BC Perry, you can do a CT scan on the mouth. Oh, routinely. Yeah, so all our new patients have a CT scan, and that helps us 
immensely in determining what we can do and what we can't do. We see areas of the mouth that are not visible when you take a normal bite wing or periapical x-ray. We see a lot of things now. We see more areas, actually, than, than we can actually treat. But uh, the important thing is, is that all those areas that relate to the dental practice will become visible to us and will have a greater potential to see any issues that might be happening within the mouth. And you don't have to be a, a claustrophobic. The, the CT scan is not, uh, you know, like you would think when you go into a hospital and they slide you in a tube and they close the tube around your head. This is simply uh, biting on a piece of plastic and then the, you know, the dentist takes a little thing and revolves it around your jaw. That's basically it. That's right. And it's a huge difference from a CT scan in the hospital. And there's differentiation. We use comb beam technology, which provides uh, a far far, far less uh, dosage of radiation to get the information that we're looking for. I mean, just a small, small, tiny fraction of that, which a medical uh, CT scan would create for you. And we don't lie you down, put it in, you, we sit you in a chair, and this, as you properly pointed out, a little instrument rotates around your face, takes a few seconds, and that image is developed into uh, something that we can use. We can now see your jaw three-dimensionally. In the uh, minute or so we've got left, uh, Ron, um who is uh, the best candidate for an implant? The person who is healthy, no age limitation. And excuse me, not true. Age limitation is somebody who's finished growing. So we put people in around for girls, probably 17 to 19, men 19 to 21, finish their growth patterns. But apart from that, if you're healthy, the upper age limit is almost non existent. And you've been teaching uh, dental implantology to uh, doctors around the world. Uh, quickly, uh, Ron, tell us about the most recent experience. 600 doctors from Rutgers University? Yeah, actually, it was closer to 450. But, uh, I, <laughs> gosh, I did an advanced bone grafting training program, six hours to the doctors at Rutgers University. And uh, that was about two months ago. Well, the, speed, uh, the, I, the, the speech was probably longer than the procedure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, bone grafting is an advanced technology, and and um, so there's a lot of interest from the doctors around the world. And I gave a similar one, but shorter period of time, to doctors in Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia, yeah. and that was just about three weeks ago. It's always a pleasure talking with you, Dr. Ron Zokal. I always learn so much. Again, as the resident hypochondriac here, I want to make sure I'm taking care of my oral health. Dr. Ron Zokal, BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center, located on West Broadway, bcperio.ca, bcperio.ca, or you can call Dr. Zokal directly, 872-0222, You're listening to Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Manny Bazunas. Back in a moment. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Manny Bazunas. Time again for Ask Andrew. Andrew Ferreira, executive producer, Vancouver Consumer, and uh, once an avid patron, even as a youngster, to the Richmond Night Market. I mentioned earlier, Andrew, and I know you were listening to every spine-tingling, information-laden, crowd-pulling second of the show today, but the Richmond Night Market, unfortunately, is falling victim to the virus. Yeah, and it, it's sad because, you know, as, as you mentioned, you know, when I was in high school, the Richmond Night Market was kind of the summer thing uh, that you really that I really did with friends. You know, it was, you know, open late, you know, as rebellious teenagers, we could be hooligans at the night market till 1130 p.m. 
Uh, and it was just fun. You know, nothing beats you know, really. I think like, you know, going down and getting one of those, you know, tornado potatoes on a stick and walking around the random stalls, looking at things, uh, having deep fried Mars bars and deep fried milk and deep fried milk is delicious. Don't let the name throw you off uh, at the night market just was, you know, a, a key part of summer. And, you know, given that we're in this pandemic right now, it's no surprise that such a crowded, uh, you know, crowded area isn't, you know, being done. Uh, and, and that's one thing. And you mentioned it earlier, the uh, owner, Raymond Chung, is having trouble. And trouble's a bit of an understatement. Uh, he describes the, uh, if you're familiar with it, the Richmond Night Market takes place just by uh, Bridgeport Station in Richmond, uh, kind of right before a couple of the bridges that go over to YVR. You can see it from the train. It's a 24-acre site, and he describes it as a, quote, ghost town. There's nothing happening. Uh, this is the middle of August as, as, as we sit here, and there's nothing happening there, and that's surreal. Um, this was supposed to be the 20th anniversary of the Richmond Night Market, and its team spent almost $800,000 on tents, on coupon books, uh, and other all sorts of equipment. Uh, none of that can be used because that's all just for this year. Uh, moreover, not just you know the, the money you know, lost on the equipment, uh, Chung is also concerned that, you know, the federal and provincial governments uh, have not given any financial assistance. Uh, he spent millions of dollars on rent. He has refunded 280 vendors. That is no short amount of money. Uh, zero income. Well, I was reading about that, and uh, I think one of the things that he's run into a problem with is what niche does his business fall in? According to uh, Ray Chung, the owner of the Richmond Night Market, he applied for seven different subsidies or grants or bailouts, however you want to call it, and he doesn't qualify for any of them because he's not he, he's in such a niche that he's fallen through the cracks. Let's put it that way well he absolutely has fallen through the cracks because if you're familiar with the richmond night market it's not just food it's not just retail uh it's not just entertainment and it's not just performances it's all of the above mixed into one and so trying to find a spot for him and you know the multitude of government packages has proven you know completely fruitless uh you know 95 million dollars was rolled out uh by the federal government in july and not a single dollar of that has been able to get to him, um, which is a shame because going forward, if, if this is going to be the case, you know, you know, and he mentions this, too. He's doubtful about its future going forward because who knows what kind of conditions will be like next year. Uh, you know, usually the, the night market will run until around Halloween, and that's usually kind of its last hurrah when the nights start to get really chilly. Um, but, you know, by the time next, you know, June, May comes around, Will we be in a position to be having the night market? Will these problems be uh, uh, patched up? Will the financial situation allow for Raymond to run the night market again? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that, you know, if the answer to these questions is no, uh, the lower mainland will be losing, you know, a gigantic uh, part of, of what makes it unique. Well, I always look at the unfortunate chain uh, as you go down the link, you know, when you've got all of these hundreds of vendors, these are ma and pa operations, uh, and they take a tremendous risk, and not the least of which is bad weather, never mind a pandemic. Oh, yeah. You know, you lose a night. And I, I'm thinking of the little farmer's market at Ambleside where I go every uh, Sunday because it's one of the only places you can still get an authentic, made by a Ukrainian family, pierogi. <laughs> uh, and uh, so it's a staple on a Sunday for me. And when I think about how hard these people work, not only during the week at their 
restaurant, and then they pack everything up and set up in a small farmer's market. So you multiply that several hundreds of times, and you uh, can figure out pretty easily the misery and the financial toll it's taking on everybody. Thank you for that, Andrew Ferreira, executive producer of Vancouver Consumer. And you have been listening to Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Manny Bazunas. We'll see you next time. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.